Hey everybody, this is our first podcast, uh, working title, I don't know what we're going to call this thing yet, but uh, first podcast, um, it's family members talking about sports, three cousins that have been down for many, many years, uh, we'll be talking about football, basketball, um, pretty much anything that, that relates to our kind of, our circle of interest and things that we like, I'm your host and me- uh, mediator, moderator, uh, <laughs> I'm Glenn, Glenn Boyd, a.k.a. GB, um, Sacramento representative, you know, kind of rep Morehouse, a little bit of everything. Um, your hosts, um, I say co-hosts and pundits, if you will. I got to my left, Jason Cooper, Jay Coop, a.k.a. Coop. If you want to introduce yourself. Jason Cooper. <laughs> All right. Uh, my brother Brian, Brian Morey in front of me. Yeah, I come. Well, I guess I'm from Minnesota and Los Angeles. I get, I get, this, I get equal credit in both places. Okay, all right, a little street cred on yeah, both sides in the snow and the sun. You there feel you me? Go. So yeah, so this is uh, my first podcast. Don't know the name yet. We'll we'll name it as we go. Uh, today's episode, we're going to talk about um, it's football season starting tomorrow. So we're going to be talking about well, actually started Thursday, but we got our first full slate of Sunday games starting tomorrow. So we're going to talk about football by divisions and predictions. Uh, we'll also talk about the uh, Colin Kaepernick situation, um, as well as our what our thoughts are on the rookie quarterbacks and their potential for the year um, and possibly career as well. And end off with the Lakers, as we're all Laker fans. So uh, what we'll do is we'll start off with football by division, starting in let's start in the NFC because you, both you guys' teams are in the NFC. As part of the intro, can you sell your NFL affiliations, please? San Francisco 49ers for me. That's Jason Cooper. And the soon-to-be uh, winning uh, Minnesota Vikings. Tomorrow's a big day for yeah. both of us. Unfortunately, our teams play tomorrow. So <laughs> one of us is going to have a loss. <laughs> you didn't sound too, too confident. Yeah. So Jason's yeah. a San Francisco 49er fan. Brian's a Minnesota Viking fan. Me, Glenn Boyd, Oakland Raiders, soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders fan. Um, so let's go by. Let's start in the NFC because that's where your teams are. So we'll start off with the NFC East. So Good deal. All right. I'll, I'll start it out. Um, so the order that I have them in right now is Philadelphia, Dallas, Washington, and then the Giants. Uh, in my opinion, obviously you're going to take Philadelphia on top. They just won a Super Bowl. They haven't really shown any signs or reasons why their team is going to fall apart. So they're the class of that uh, that division, and, and you know they're the prohibitive favorite for the conference as well. Um, I say that even knowing my team is part of it. Dallas, uh, obviously. Went through a little bit of turmoil last year, but I think they have a solid team. I don't think that they're going to be able to overcome Philadelphia this season, but I do think they'll be solid. Um, Washington, I think that they have the right pieces. Um, They've brought in a quarterback that simply performs. Um, And uh, unfortunately, Darius Geis went down, but I actually believe that Adrian Peterson has a little bit, at least enough in the tank to give a season. The Giants, um, I don't care how many OBJs you have on that team, you know, the line isn't very good. Um, And, you know, Saquon's a rookie, he might be able to do something. Evan Ingram's good, but uh, Eli is not. Um, and as a result, I just don't think they have enough to, to compete with the rest of those teams. Well, Fair starting enough. off this podcast, looks like we have a disagreement in how the division is going to uh, turn out. Surprise, so, surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise, exactly. So I have Philadelphia as well uh, winning the division, just based from the talent perspective. They just have the most talent in the division, so I'm picking them 
uh, to win. I'm not necessarily a Nick Foles fan. Um, he's not a 16 game starter in my in my in my opinion. Uh, but once Carson Wentz comes back, hopefully he's uh, back to the Carson Wentz that he was last year and be the class of that division, Philadelphia. I have um, coming in second. I actually have the Giants coming in second in that division. Uh, I think big bounce back year for them. I'm not an Eli guy either. Uh, he's had 169 turnovers since 2010, which is by far the worst in the NFL. He's led the NFL in interceptions three times. But you I, pick him to come but, uh, but lead a team. To it's come not second. really that I'm picking him. I just think the Giants upgrades that they've made in the offseason, I think that'll make them, uh, that'll put them in second place in the division. Right, before, uh, wait, before you go forward, I want to ask you a question. Yep. You and I have had a lot of conversations about football. Yep. You consistently say that a team cannot win without a good or elite level quarterback. And yet, Not, you just picked a team in spite no, no, of their quarterback. No, you can win games without an elite quarterback. I don't think you can win the Super Bowls. Without a good, without a good quarterback, but you can win games. You can win games with Alex Smith. I don't think Alex Smith can take you all the way. You can win games with Andy Dalton. I wouldn't pick Andy Dalton against Big Ben or Tom Brady. So you team, still so. think Eli's got enough of the tank to win? No, games. I think his supporting cast and their schedule this year can propel them to second place in the in the division because they have a last place schedule. Yes, OBJ could has actually proven. I think there's a video out there of him throwing the ball to himself. <laughs> so that does give him at least a shot. No, their schedule is not that good. So I think they can go to second place. That's fair. Okay. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, I just don't buy them offensively. Uh, defensively, I think they're better. Offensively, it's going to revolve around Ezekiel Elliott. I like Dak, but I don't think Dak can actually uh, carry that team. And I think for them to win, I don't know, nine, ten games, he's going to have to do some of the heavy lifting, which I don't think he will do. The worry that I always have, or at least I have currently, about the about Dallas on the offense is uh, wide receivers, right? So yes. we all know yeah. that Dez is gone. Yep. Um, Alan Hearns is not a bad wide receiver. I just don't think that he is the guy you want to slate in as your number one right. wide receiver. Right. And there hasn't been much success in doing that in the other teams that he's been on. So um, I can see the concern. Yeah, well, not only that, Dallas, Dak but, is not familiar with him. He's only familiar with Cole Beasley. Right. And so, you know, I just think offensively, they're going to be offensively challenged this year. And so I have them in third. And uh, last, I have Washington. Um, for Alex Smith to be successful, you have to have a dart of talent all across the board. You have to have a kicker. You have to have a good defense. Got to have a good offensive line. Got to have a good running back. He has none of these things in Washington. None. So I predict six and ten, uh, seven nine at best for the Washington Redskins. Um, Got it. They they seem to think they've upgraded quarterback. Okay, fine. But the pieces around Alex Smith are just not there. So I have them coming last. Not saying he's a bad quarterback, but he's not going to be able to. Propel that we can spend an hour and talking about Alex Smith, so I'll let it go. <laughs> okay, uh, but it'll be interesting to see <laughs> right. uh, how that one plays exactly. out. Okay, exactly. Got it. So that's that's your thoughts for the NFC East. So what about the NFC North? Okay, I'll, I'll start with the NFC North. I have Green Bay coming to first NFC North. I think this is a bounce back year for Green Bay. Uh, Rogers wants to fight. Rogers <laughs> has something to prove. Um, He's still the best quarterback in the in the division. Um, so I just have Green Bay coming in first. I think they upgraded with Jimmy Graham. They're trying to improve their defense. Um, I'm assuming, I'm guessing that their defense will improve throughout the season, but I have them as the uh, first place team in that division. The only reason I have them in first place in that division and not Minnesota, I have Minnesota coming in second, is because Minnesota has a new quarterback and a new offensive coordinator. And I don't remember any time where a, a first-year offensive coordinator and first-year new quarterback for a team has actually won a Super Bowl that same year. 
So I think it's going to be but some we're challenges. We're not talking about the Super Bowl. You're talking yeah. about the division. Right, but I don't think they're going to win the division. I think it's going to be some growing pains uh, between, the, between the two. Minnesota. For Minnesota, yeah. I, I, I've read that uh, Kirk Cousins has a good rapper with Stephon Diggs, but he also needs to develop a good rapper with the other receivers as well. And so I just think I have Minnesota pulling back this year, maybe having six or seven losses this year. And um, so I have them coming in second in the division, but still making the playoffs. And I still believe they have the best talent in the, in, the, uh, in the NFL overall on the same team. But I just think um, it's going to be a transition. With so if you, think, if you think that the issue is growing pains for Minnesota, mm -hmm. um, then I guess conceivably you can see them being a wild card addition to the playoffs that could do really well. Yes, yes. I can see them getting better later. Okay. Yes, I can see them getting better later. Right. Uh, third, I have, <laughs> I have Detroit. I'm sorry. I have Chicago coming in third. Um, even though I don't like Mitch Trubisky, uh, I think he was well overdrafted. See him in college, he did not impress me. Um, seven touchdown passes in 12 games and no multi-touchdown games, which was bad. Uh, the Bears had the 23rd uh, worst. It was 23rd or worse in all the major um, offensive categories last year with him at, at quarterback. And uh, he also passed for 182 yards per game, which is the second worst in the league last year. Only person that was worse was Brett Huntley. Um, so I just think over time, I think the Bears would be more frustrated with Mitch Trubisky. Then, um, then uh, you know, then dissatisfied with them. But the only reason I have them in third place is because their talent. I think the Chicago Bears have the second best talent in the division behind Minnesota. They have talented players around them. Unfortunately, Mitch Trubisky is the quarterback. So they got a gift from Oakland Raiders as well. <laughs> yeah, they just got Khalil Mack. But I thought that before they had Khalil Mack, so Khalil Mack just upgrades their talent. Uh, last place I have Detroit. Um, I like Matthew Stafford though he's inconsistent, but they just can't seem to get their act together. Um, from what I heard about Matt Patricia, the new head coach, the guy was a defensive coordinator in New England, he's just, they don't believe he's going to work out. From what I've heard, they don't believe he's going to work out. So, um, and plus it's just Detroit. You just can't put your faith in them. Now, I think I, 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 had a, I heard a stat last year, but it was uh, Matt Stafford, I think, uh, against teams above 500. He's like five and something, 60 or 70. It was a really bad record against teams above 500. So, I just don't trust Detroit. So. That, that's how I had the decision, uh, division playing out. I think that's really interesting. There's a lot of what you said that I actually agree with. Um, I don't know. I have similar but different results, but um, using a lot of the same logic. So um, I have Minnesota coming in first. Um, I do think that talent ultimately will win over. Um, they have too much of it. Uh, and watching the preseason games, uh, I do feel in, do see that Thielen and uh, Cousins have a rapport, along with Diggs, um, along with Rudolph. You have Cook back. Um, you know, the, the line is improved and that was a huge problem for them last year. Um, and the defense is that defense. So they got gifts against um, Green Bay last year though. I, I, no. Aaron Rodgers got they, hurt, I believe, the second quarter of the first game. In a game played. that they were already winning, which people seem to always forget. They were it wasn't winning. like they had to come back after Rodgers was out there. It was the second quarter? It was the first. Quarter. Second quarter, okay. And, um, and in the second game, I mean, the second, he obviously wasn't there, but that doesn't really matter. Um, you know, Rodgers is an outstanding quarterback. He's going to go down as one of the greatest ever, but he can be beat yeah. and has frequently been beat, especially by teams that have firepower yes. to get out ahead and score early and the defense to contain yeah. him for Good a little while. Is it, is it, but he yes. does not come from behind. Yes, that's right. And as a pro as so I do think that Minnesota doesn't need to look at Green Bay as the what they need to achieve. They need to look at Aaron Rodgers as being a really good um, a quarterback. 
Much respect to them. Go out there, play hard. They got a defense. They got a lot of talent. They could probably beat them, I think, at least 50% of the time. Um, I do think six or seven losses for them is a little bit high. Um, but we'll see. I don't think they're going to, you know, go 16-0 and 0 or 15-1 uh, or 14-2. and 2. Um, But I do think that they've got four wins against uh, Chicago and Detroit. Green Bay, I have them second. Um, I do think that it's going to be a resurgent year for them. I, I, that automatically happens when you go from not having Rodgers in the lineup to having Rodgers in the lineup. But um, a lot of uh, their offense was built on the um, rapport that all of those players had. They have new pieces in key positions, such as Jimmy Graham. He's a great piece, but that has to be worked out. And um, as most of us will know, you know, one of the best tools that he's had in Jordy Nelson is now wearing a Raiders uniform. Um, their running back by committee is there's talent there, but unless you give a player the rock and let them run and build up that that momentum into the third and fourth quarter, those running backs can't help you in the third and fourth quarter, and then you're completely dependent on the arm of Aaron Rodgers. They're always already with And yeah. they are to a certain extent, yeah. but, they, but they're supposed to be trying to develop balance. Yeah. Um, and then their defense just isn't good. Um, it's not that it hasn't gotten a little bit better, yeah. it, but it's just not good. Yeah. There's nobody talking about the Green Bay defense. It's something they need to fear in the playoffs. They're talking about Rodgers' arm. Yeah. Um, and when you're a one-trick pony, I, I, I don't think that you can necessarily beat out the most talented team in that division. Um, I also have Chicago. Um, I think that there's just a lot of talent there. I actually like Mitch Trubisky. I understand that he was a little bit early on, but when you look at players early on in their career, um, when they have great running backs, which they do in Howard and even Tariq Cohen, um, they added Allen Robinson, who didn't get to play very much last year. Uh, I do think that they have some skill set um, that they can work with. Uh, and, and then obviously adding guys like Khalil Mack in the defense is, is, is always going to be useful. Now, one thing about Mitch, let me just ask you this. Did you, have you heard about Mitch Trubisky before his senior year in college? Because no. he only started senior year. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because I find it interesting how guys like him and Ryan Tannehill, if you would have said they would have been the, the, one of the don't know, top quarterbacks drafted in the first round before their last year in college, you probably would have lost your job as an analyst because they would have thought you were drinking. Smoking something. And then all of a sudden, when the draft comes around, all of a sudden, Mr. Trubisky just rises up the draft board as if Deshaun Watson didn't play it the previous but year. You know what, I, so. what I base it off of is actually just I watch all the divisional games as as, uh, as I can, unfortunately. And um, the, the team seems to trust him and coalesce around him. That's important for a quarterback. That's, I think, that the same reason why – Mitch Trubisky can be successful is the same reason why I think Alex Smith can be successful. Supporting cast around it. Um, and there's a lot of talent, and all he really needs to do is not lose games uh, and be good when he needs to be. And he has shown me the ability to make that happen, not necessarily that he's done it. Right? Yep, I got you. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and then Detroit is just not talent-free. You know, but when you're talking about guys like Kerwin Johnson um, – and, you know, Garrett Blunt, who has been on every team for five <laughs> minutes, and then by the end of the season, he'll be back in Philly or New England. Mercenary. And, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. But um, and they don't have outstanding uh, wide receivers. You know, they, they rely on Golden Tate, who on any other team is a, is a second wide receiver. Uh, so 
they're just there's a void. They don't have enough. Yep. Therefore, they're at the bottom. And running game. And I will say, yeah, that's yeah, Curry, yeah. Curry Jackson, um, Johnson. Um, and I will say that I do think that the NFC North is the most talented top to bottom division in the NFC. I can agree with that. Uh, okay, so moving on to the South. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'll start on this one. Um, New Orleans, I think, is is uh, going to be on top there. Uh, you got Drew Brees. You got lots of weapons. You got Ingram. You got Kamara. Good defense you, you, last year. You got, yeah, but the defense has gotten back uh, back into a place where they're they're not completely dirty and taking away people's careers and Super Bowl hopes. But um, but they, they are legit, and uh, I think that they're going to be on top there. Uh, Carolina, I like the talent there. Cam Newton is oh, is good, um, but. You saw the cracks in the preseason um, when you started to see uh, the the problems that Cam was having with his ex wide receivers. Um, it seemed pretty clear to me that that not everybody's on the same page on that team. I still obviously think that they're very talented and yep. can do something because I have them second. Yep. I just don't think that they're 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 a great team. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlanta, Matt Ryan will do better than he did last year, um, but he's not going to do as well as he did the year before uh he's a very he's a very good quarterback he's not great uh julio jones is magnificent um as seen in in the thursday night game you know if you put the ball anywhere in in the vicinity there's something that i think is missing with julio jones and matt ryan i think it's more on the side of matt ryan you saw it in the last play of the game they're good between the 20s Um, and when they get into the red zone, they, they have a little bit of difficulty of putting Julio in positions where he has an opportunity. Julio caught the ball mm-hmm. for the last play of the game, but the ball was put in a place where he didn't have the opportunity to catch it and um, come in inbounds. And so that's, uh, I think that ultimately hurts them. Uh, Tampa Bay, look, you're going to lose a few games because you're gonna, you, don't have, you have Winston out. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have much of a defense. Uh, they're... They're just um, they're just an average team. I wouldn't say that they're horrible. They've got they've got players. Um, they're certainly worse teams, but um, I'm not expecting anything big from them. They come in the fourth spot. Okay, uh, almost we almost have an agreement. Almost I do have New Orleans coming in first. I just think their talent and having Drew Brees and Sean Payton they are they are obviously the class of that division in, in my opinion. So that's all I'm gonna say about that. But in second place, I actually have Atlanta. Um, Steve Sarkeesian, ever since he's taken over, that team doesn't look the same. Um, I never looked at Matt Ryan on the level of Aaron Rodgers as maybe the media tries to put him on because of that season he had with Kyle Shanahan when he was the MVP. To me, he's closer to Andy, similar to Andy Dalton. To me, if you take out that MVP year. Um, the problem I have with Atlanta is whenever they need Matt Ryan to make a play, he does not make the play. So similar to what you said, but I put it mainly on Matt Ryan because I've seen him do it year after year after year, just not make those plays. You're waiting for them to do something, and he just can't put the ball where it needs to be, can't make the throw. I'm noticing a trend. Quarterbacks that you don't like get the second spot in the divisions. You're <laughs> just, I'm just I'm noticing a trend. Not, so not far, it's all true. Not true. Uh, but, yeah, so, yeah, I have Atlanta coming in second. Third, um, I have Carolina. Um Cam Newton, it, to, to play in Norv Turner's offense, you're going to have to be precise with the ball. You're going to have to be able to uh, throw accurate passes to running backs and 
and uh, you know short and mid-level passes and Cam Newton is just not good at making those short passes um, his, his lower body mechanics is just not good and you need lower body mechanics to um, you need to have good lower body mechanics to have you know to throw short passes accurately and on time and Cam Newton has proven to have an inability to do that so and from what I understand um, there are half people, half the people in the, uh, I guess we'll say executive levels positions in uh, the Carolina Panthers organization, half are out on Cam Newton, half are in. So I think this is a make or break year for Cam because it's possible he might not be on the team next year. Not saying it's going to happen, but there are some who want to get rid of him because he's been there long enough and he just seems to have an, he just hasn't improved his mechanics. Uh, lastly, I agree with you. I have Tampa Bay. Fitzpatrick is playing on his seventh different team. I mean, he's starting, what, two or three or four games? I think the Winston experiment is not going to work. Um, I just it's, and plus it's just Tampa Bay, so yeah. I just have, I don't need to say more about that. I have them coming in last. Um, um, so let me ask you a question about uh, Atlanta again in a second. Yep. You talked about Sarkeesian. There's been a little bit of a bubble up since uh, the Thursday game that Sarkeesian went away from his top uh, running back. Okay. Pretty early. Devonta okay, for the Freeman. record, I didn't watch the game. Okay. Okay. Yep. But he went away from Devonta Freeman okay. early um, when he was nicked up um, late. He also led on the sideline um, when the reporters asked wh- how Devonta Freeman was because they said it was a knee injury and he was out of the game. Uh, everyone got a very flat, he's fine. And everything seems to suggest that he was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're in crunch time and you go with Tevin Coleman over Devonta Freeman, doesn't that show that there's something or might be something going on between and the offense with Sarkeesian? He hasn't quite figured out how he wants to use the pieces. That's not what they just paid so, Devonta Freeman, didn't they? That's what yeah. I believe, yeah. But so you think that in spite of that, um, they're still better than Carolina? Yes, I do. Cool. Yeah, I do. I think overall the talent on offense is better than the uh, overall talent that uh, – Carolina has, and like I said, it's a new, it's a first-year coordinator, North Turner with with uh, Cam Newton. Uh, I don't know how that's going to turn out, I, and I just have them coming in third. I could be wrong, but I believe they're going to be in third place in this division. Yep. All right. Well, I think it's time to talk about the West. Yeah, there you we go. go. First, there we so go. I'm I'm very curious to hear what okay. you have to say about the West. There we go. Okay. So in first place, I have the Rams. Okay. I have the Rams coming in first. Um, obviously, you know, Sean McVay did wonders with that team last year. Um, I think the Rams are somewhat arrogant to think they could just have anybody on the team and just, uh, you know, keep this train rolling to a Super Bowl. They added some personalities on there, Kareem Lee, Marcus Peters, and Dominican Sue, guys that, you know, teams couldn't wait to get rid of. So, you know, we'll see how it all works out. I guess when Ray Karuk gets out of jail and O.J. Simpson wants to play, they'll take them on the team too. So, but um, it's it, but I can't put my just my finger on the Rams. I think they're talented. I think they win the division. I just don't think they win the Super Bowl. But I just don't know the reason why. I'm not sure all those pieces can come together to win the Super Bowl. I, I maybe they can. Maybe I'll be wrong. But I've seen this before, where a team would try to put an all-star team together like Philly did, and it just didn't work out. So I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I definitely have them as a class of this You're division. Talking about the Philly team with McNabb and you McNabb and Young and the awesome Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, and, I, and I think KC KC did it. I guess maybe 15 years ago or whatever. And it just didn't. It just didn't work out. But it's tough in football. yeah, but we'll see what happens. We'll Got see. Um, I have San Francisco coming in second. Um, this is a rebuilding team. Um, I think eventually that Jimmy G and Shanahan will win a lot of games. 
But this year, um, I think the offensive line could be average at best. I don't think it's that good. Uh, we have questions on defense, especially the pass rush. And um, we've had a problem getting to the quarterback since Harbaugh was our coach. So um, I have them coming in, uh, in second. Um, unfortunately, we play Minnesota the first game of the season. Um, pro bowlers everywhere, especially on defense. Um, I think they're going to probably control the line, you know, where Jimmy G is going to be under harassment duress uh, on Sunday. But we'll, see, who we we'll see what happens, though. You know, you never know what happens the first game. But um, the line is six, and I believe I text you back in March when we first finally play each other. I will make that line Minnesota minus six, and that's exactly what it is. So they definitely should be favored, and I think they'll win. Uh, third, I have Arizona. Uh, Arizona has a bad offensive line. Uh, you, we can all pretty much guarantee Bradford's going to get hurt, so we're going to see Rosen, uh, Rosen in the game. Um, David Johnson, I think uh, you just said signed extension. I think mm -hmm. he's uh, I think uh, he's very three good. Three years, thirty nine million. Yeah, they still have Fitzgerald. Got better in leadership. Um, they, I think they might have the right coach. I think his name is Steve Wilkes. Um, so I think uh, that team is going in the right direction. Um, and lastly, I have Seattle. Uh, this team is just falling on hard times. Um, they got rid of uh, they got rid of all the talkers, which I understand all the distractions. Um, but all the best players. Also. But they also exactly all the, they're the best players. It's just Russell, but they still haven't upgraded that offensive line. It's still bad. Um, I think this is Pete Carroll's last year. I believe this is his last year on his contract. I believe oh. he won't be back in Seattle after this one. That's just my opinion. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just have them going. Forgive me, five, eleven, six, and ten. So that. let me ask you a question about uh, what you just said about um, Carroll. Do you think he retires or goes back to college or finds another pro team? I think he sits out next year. One year? Well, but I'm saying, is, is he retired or is he sitting I, out because they're not I don't see him going back to college. I can see him on TV. Okay. I think I think Pete will be on TV. I can see Fox Sports uh, hiring Pete Carroll. Yeah, I think he's gone after this year. I, it might be a mutual you know, resignation. I don't think he get fired. It might be a resignation. They'll let him you know, part ways later. <laughs> It might be a little too liberal for Fox, yeah. but uh, that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah but um, I think it'll be honest. Yeah, I think it'll be honest. Yeah, we I came so awesome. close, by the way, to agreeing on where things were gonna. Uh, I, 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 I was actually expecting that this would be the one where we line up um, out together. So um, I have the Los Angeles Rams first. Uh, there's just a ton of talent. Uh, I think that the coach has proven that he's a great coach. You could see that just when how the team responded when they went from. Um, the old coach to the new coach, uh, there was a, 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 the whole team went around him. Um, I think you can bring in personalities like Ndamukong Su, who you absolutely know is going to be looking to be on his best behavior because he wants money. Contract. Um, and and that's, that's the only way he's going to get it. Um, I think that there's a large gap between the Rams and the rest of this group. Um, that said, I think San Francisco is going to be number two. Um, I do think Jimmy G are, yeah, is good enough to um, add wins. Uh, I do not think he should be the highest paid quarterback in the league this year. Um, he is uh, the highest oh, paid quarterback. Yep. Right. As far as how much cash yeah. he got between right. signing bonus and, and salary. Gotcha. He's the, he was yeah. the one that's going to get the most money this gotcha. year. Um <clears throat> And I don't, I, you know, he's probably not, he's probably towards the bottom of the 10, of a top 10 for me, for deserving that type of salary. That said, um, they, they've got things going on, obviously a bad break already, losing the running back. Um, McKinnon. Yeah, Jerry. so, uh, and, you know, Breda and Morris and how that all kind of 
works itself out will be interesting to watch. Minnesota had to do it when they lost Adrian Peterson uh, a few years ago. I think that they could do something along the same lines. They do have Morris who fits the zone blocking scheme that they have implemented. So that does work. Um, so anyways, I see them improving. I see them in second place. I think that there's probably a sizable drop from where the Rams will be to where they'll be. Um, I do have Seattle as the next team, which is where we're going to deviate. I do agree with you that they are not the team that, you know, I don't expect them to make the playoffs. I don't expect them to be close. Um, I don't expect them to uh, look like a, the team that we've seen compete for playoffs even slightly. I do think Russell Wilson is pretty darn good, and I do think that he's proven last year that he can win you football games um, in a lot of different ways. Um, and then I just don't have a whole lot of confidence in uh, Arizona, uh, who I have last. Uh, David Johnson's outstanding. I can't wait to see him back. Um, as a fan, not as a fantasy owner, last year he killed me. I lost him in the first week. Um, and you know those fortunes kind of went or went awry quickly, but I do uh, I do want to see him get back. Uh, Fitz is always outstanding. I expect that he'll be good. Um, and then if you talk to me about the rest of the team, uh, I could probably name a few players, but there's nobody out there who stands out as a player that that that's going to make a huge difference. Um, what do you have Seattle's record as? If you had to just predict the record. Um, I feel like seven and nine. Seven and nine. Okay. Okay. So that's about that. About six and ten. Yeah, and I could see five, Arizona and Seattle having the exact same record. Okay. Yep. Um, that wouldn't that wouldn't shock me at all. I don't see, but I, you know, the bottom two in my mind, they're both kind of where where do they get their wins? Um, so, anyways, uh, I just don't. I, I, there's nothing about the West that really excites me outside of the Rams. Um, I don't even necessarily think San Francisco gets in a playoff, even though it's like, yeah, I don't either. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's too tough. Now, let me ask you a question. So, um, for the four hours, actually, to win games, since we don't have the talent, we're going to have to out schematic people. That's the only way we're going to win most games, is out schematic people, because we just don't have the kind of talent. But I want to ask you, how do you feel about Jared Goff? Because my personal opinion, if I had to rank all the starting quarterbacks, he's maybe number 22. On my list, um, he has. I've problems. never gone to a list that goes that far down. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, he has um, problems throwing to his right, and I think just I think uh, Sean McVay, just from watching him, I, has set up the offense in order to give him success. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Give him defined reads to where he throws the ball, and I just think the offense is built around Ty Gurley. So but I think that if you and I could figure that out, the team, the defenses could have figured it out last year, and they were still able to succeed in doing it. So there's no real reason to think that 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 that, that gravy train goes off. I. I don't think Goff shows. I think Goff's upside is Matt Ryan. I think I, I believe that. Right. Yes. I think he's yes. an incredibly talented yes. quarterback who can be very good. Who yeah. can and and I think that's about where he he gets in. That's not a bad place to be. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, and it'll be a very profitable place for yep. him throughout his yep. career. Um, but uh, we've talked about this off off offline. <laughs> Um, Gurley is the the, the, the engine for yes. that team. Yes. Um, but I do think that their balance and the ability to throw and having Brandon Cooks um, is, is going to be enough to make them uh, play very have, – have a very good record. Brandon Cooks is an interesting guy because New Orleans just yeah, got rid of him. 
Went to New England, New England just ah, got rid of them now. But I think New Orleans yeah. has proven that for the skilled players, they just don't spend money. Yeah. And you could put anything. And Jimmy Graham, they let go. They don't play the outside guy. Yeah. Anyone around yeah. your base. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think they have that exact feeling, which Glenn just said, you can put anybody around Drew Brees and they're going to be pretty good. I think New Orleans is also kind of um, figured out that the end is probably closer to uh, closer to coming than, than not. Yeah, um, and, and I really hope that Bridgewater gets a long-term yeah. opportunity to be part of that team. So um, they will need skilled and talented players. But anyways, so that's the, that's the NFC. So we yep. start, we stopped on the NFC West. So why don't we just go back around starting with the AFC West? All right. Um, so what do you guys think? Go ahead, Brian. You, you start my team's division. That's so right. I, your team. I know you both have the Raiders winning the division and the Super Bowl. <laughs> so we can just stop. So, okay. Um, don't break his heart. <laughs> it's not going to be. It, I'm realistic. <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers, I have them coming in first. I, I think that they have a talented Me enough too. defense. Um, they have Rivers, who's always going to throw for 300 and some odd yards. Uh, Melvin Gordon is real when he is healthy. Um, he can run between the tackles. Uh, and he's a, he's, he's a tough runner. He gets you tough yards. That's important, especially when you already, when you want to bring people in, you run into the middle and get those yards. Yep. Bring the bring the the, the, um, the the linebackers in, and then when you have uh, someone as talented as Rivers with anybody, you know it's unfortunate that they lost the tight end and had to bring back in bring back yeah. Gates. Yeah. But Gates. you have if you give one on one coverage with a talented uh, quarterback, he'll build space yes. and you'll get uh, yardage. Um, so they're my team uh, at the top of that. Kansas City. Um, I, I, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the quarterback. Um, but Tariq Hill, uh, and, and Hunt are real, um, and they're very talented. Um, so I fully, by the way, expect that Kansas City's number two on your list because I know you don't like Mahomes, and that's exactly where all the quarterbacks <laughs> you don't like go. Um, <laughs> next on the list, I have Oakland. Um, Oakland, they're just trying to figure things out. I don't think what Gruden has done this year was even meant to be competitive. I think uh, a third-place finish would actually be perfectly fine with them. Um, To some extent, I think, and I think we talked about this, Gruden may very well be mortgaging this year for the success of two to three years down the line. You could possibly see that with Khalil, the Khalil Mack trade. Um, I think you and I have both read and heard the same thing that um, they're cash poor. Um, and so there might be a, a certain element of um, putting off any big checks until they get to Vegas. Um, so this year is just a year they're gonna pass through um, and hope that it gets them to some success in like two or three years. Um, and then Denver, um, Denver, Case Keenum was really good for the Minnesota Vikings. I, he will always be a average quarterback um, who can not lose you games, but they just don't. Him and Demarius Thomas do not equal um, any type of real aspirations. Uh, I, I don't have anything bad to say about them. I think Freeman might be a legit running back. Um, I think there's obviously a lot of talent on the defense, but the reality is, is that they aren't going to be able to find ways to win a lot of games because they don't have any of that sizzle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where I come out. Okay. Wow. It's 
still don't have agreement on nope. any division. Nope. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be fun at the end of the season. <laughs> so I have the LA Chargers uh, coming in first, uh, like you do. Uh, I just think Phillip Rivers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, I have him better than than Eli Manning personally. Um, I just think he's yeah. just th- I just think he's that good. I agree uh, with the Eli statement, not necessarily the Hall of Fame, but he's going to have Hall of Fame numbers, so I, yeah, I understand. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Phil, Phillip Rivers, uh, um, I think the defense is going to um, probably play a little bit better than they did last year. The only thing about Charlie, I think they're slow starters. If they could just come out the gate and just play like that coming out the gate instead of towards the middle of the end of the season, I think they'll be fine. And I, I think they're a legitimate Super Bowl threat. I would not be surprised if they went to the Super Bowl. I would not be surprised. That's if, a big statement. If they came out the, uh, okay. came out the AFC. Yep, so I like the Chargers. Uh, number two, Kansas City. Um, okay. I'm interested in seeing Pat Mahomes play. I saw him gunsling it all in college. You know, I think they went 5-7 and seven the previous years. I mean, 5-7 and seven his last year in college or something like that. So I'm interested to see him, seeing him play. Um, he has a, a cannon, as we all we all know, but I think he also has the ability to throw four touchdowns in one game, but also three and four, three and four picks in one game as well. So I'm very interested to to uh, to see how he does, especially since they uh, got Alex Smith out of there, um, so and gave the reins to Mahomes. Um, I love their talent on offense. I love Kansas City's talent on offense, and the only reason I'm picking San Diego over Kansas City is because Kansas City started a rookie quarterback. That's pretty much the only reason. But I love their I love their team. Uh, third, I have Denver. Got to give John Elway credit for cutting Paxton Lynch. That guy just, I don't know what he saw in him. I saw Paxton Lynch play in college. Don't know how he's a first-round pick, but that's another conversation for another day. Uh, Case Keenum, he's a backup starting for a NFL team. That's how I look at him. I always look at him as a backup. Um, I've so, always seen him as a backup. So the way you see it, Two of the best teams last year were led by backup quarterbacks. Yes, in Minnesota, he had great personnel and an offense coordinator, but his throwing limitations showed against Philadelphia. And Minnesota has better overall talent than Philadelphia. Uh, so, um, and also, Case Keenan was nine and fifteen uh, as a starter before the 2017 season. So, but I think that the personnel and what Denver has going on, and less turmoil. I wouldn't say turn turmoil. I would say. Um, as far as personnel is concerned, they're used to playing with each other, so I have them in third over Oakland. I don't know what Gruden is doing. I have no idea. The draft that they just had, I think he drafted two offensive linemen with his first three or four picks, and they already have a good offensive line. Um, they just cut Martavis Bryant. They give up a third-round pick for him. Um, from what I heard from Donald Penner, one of the guys, they said that he's showing old videos from the 70s in practice. I mean, I just don't get what Gruden is doing. He's been out the game for ten years, and I don't think if you can, I don't think you can be out the, anything for ten years and then come back and be on the top of your game. I just, I just don't see it. Maybe Gruden eventually works out, but from what he did when he left Tampa Bay, you know, he had what a couple winning seasons after the Super Bowl, went nine and seven and losing seasons after that, got fired at four and twelve. So I think he's always been overrated as a coach. Um, as far as I'm concerned, yes, he has a Super Bowl, but he knew all the personnel, all the players, Raiders. That's been documented, whatever. Um, but I just don't – I think if McKenzie was actually in charge, which he is the GM, but I don't think he's in charge. I think Gruden is in charge from all the things that are going on. I don't think uh, McKenzie would have let Khalil Mack go. I couldn't see that happening. Uh, Gruden just let him walk. I don't know if it was financial. I, it, I don't know the reasons why. I really don't. But I just think Raiders probably should have kept Khalil Mack for the morale of the team. But – that's neither here or there. We'll see what happens when they go to Vegas. But well, let me I ask you a question. If you say that they should have kept Cleo Mack for the Morale team, but you say that the team stinks, what difference does it make? Well, here's the thing. Because Take I think – No, because other players might see, well, these guys are not going to pay us. I mean, we can do all we can. We can be pro bowlers. We can be whatever, first team, all, AP team, whatever. 
and they're not even going to pay. They're just going to just let us walk. I think that's a bad sign. I think you should pay. If you draft a player and develop him, I think you should pay him. Who's the player on the Raiders that you're worried by walk as a result of this? Cars and cars got to Cars are there. Anybody cars else? Okay, but but okay. So from the Raiders drafts, it doesn't seem like they got any surefire A guys on that team. No. And it doesn't. And there's nothing that's going to say. There's nothing that tells me right now that in the future they're going to pick A guys. Now, so here's the thing: they got two first round picks, I believe, for Khalil Mack. Right. Who they're going to draft? Another pass rusher. They just have one in Khalil Mack. But they had to pay that person a whole lot of money to be on a really yeah. losing team. Yeah. Okay. So. I, like I said, Gruden's plan might work, but for right now, in the future, for right now, I see them as a losing team. I see them as, as at least six yeah. and ten. So what's the, yeah. So I think we agree on that. What's yeah. the difference between Oakland and Denver record-wise? Is it a game or is it three games? Or I have it as a game. Just so a then, game. Yeah, then basically, just a game. That's then, it. Yeah, then we're both, I don't think Denver's that much better I, I than can, Oakland. Yeah. yeah, I don't think Denver... I don't think Denver's that much worse or better yeah. than Oakland. I think one game either yeah. way. Yeah. So on to the South. Yep. Yes. Okay, so AFC South. I have now, hopefully, we match up here, but maybe not the way things are going. So I have Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is the grandfather of the division. They're the successful granddad. You they skipped have skipped the North. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. AFC South. South. I'm so sorry. I have Houston. Deshaun Watson coming back. Um, I'm just a believer in Deshaun Watson. I'm sorry. I saw him play two games against Alabama. Nick Saban couldn't stop him both times. Um, if this guy just doesn't get he, – he can play a little reckless at times. Uh, he has some interceptions, whatever, against, against Seattle and New England. He had those five interceptions against both of those teams. But um, he just – he doesn't play scared. He, I mean, he's just – I just think he's a good quarterback or could be a good quarterback. I'm not saying he's going to be great, but I think he can be a good quarterback. And I have Houston, especially on the defensive side, and with him having um, Bill O'Brien as his coach and DeAndre Hopkins as a wide receiver, I just have them uh, coming in first uh, in the division. And Jacksonville caught a break because Andrew Luck was out and Deshaun Watson was out last year. So I have Houston coming in first. Uh, second, uh, I have Indianapolis. I'm just a believer in Andrew wow. Luck. Um, I'm hoping – now this is contingent that I think – I think right now he's 100% healthy. That's how I'm making this pick. I'm not making this pick thinking he's 50% or 80% or has limitations. I'm making this pick thinking that he has full strength, he's 100%, can make all the throws he made two years ago. It's going to take him maybe a few games to get acclimated because he was out all last season. But um, I believe in Andrew Luck, and he was beating Jacksonville and all these other teams when he wasn't when he, um, when he was playing. So having now is coming in, uh, in second. Uh, third, I have Jacksonville. I definitely have Jacksonville pulling back. I'm just not a Blake Bortles believer. Um, he's better than what he used to be, but he's still not good. Um, he had the ball and the lead against uh, New England uh, in the playoff game uh, last year, and then they took a knee, so the team doesn't really believe in him as well because they had a couple timeouts, and I believe 58, 59 seconds on the clock in that first half. Uh, Bortles also had 62 uh, games. He's played 62 games and has 88 turnovers, so uh, that's not good. Uh, if it was me, I would have gotten him, gotten rid of him a long time ago. I mean, well, actually last year, as a matter of fact, I got another quarterback, but they decided to roll with him. I'm not a Blake Bortles guy. I just think he's a detriment to that team. I have them coming in third and pulling back this year. Uh, ten, and I have Tennessee coming in last. Um, I'm not a Mariota believer as well. I don't like nonverbal quarterbacks, uh, So, and he's definitely one of them. Uh, he's 20 and 22 as a starting quarterback, and he threw more picks last year than touchdowns. Um, yeah, they got lucky against Kansas City in the playoffs, but who hasn't beaten Kansas City in the playoffs with Alex Smith quarterback? And I mean, I think Andrew Luck came back from a three, four touchdown deficit to beat Alex Smith. So um, 
things are constantly changing in Tennessee to try to fix Mariota. And the reason why they're trying to fix him is because he's broken, which is not a good sign. Um, and I just, um, Tennessee's person, I just don't know what direction they're going with their coaching. Uh, I don't think they have an identity. And I just don't, that's just don't buy Tennessee. So I have them coming in last. So I think we don't match up at any one spot, which is really hard to do in wow. four-team yeah. division. Yeah. Um, I will say that this is my pick for the most talented uh, division in the AFC from top to bottom. Um, so there's a much smaller gap between the very good teams and the good teams. Uh, so I'll start with um, Jacksonville as my team on the top. Um, I just b believe in their defense. I think they have an outstanding defense. I think they have an offense that can obviously uh, work pretty well um, and prove last year that they can do some things. Um, I have Houston coming in second. Uh, I have Houston coming in second because Deshaun Watson's back. I do think that they're going to be very good. They have a lot of talent. Lamar Miller is back. They, you know, they have uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, they have a very, very talented quarterback in, in um, and Deshaun Watson, and I think that Houston or Jacksonville will be within a game. Um, and I, I, I pick Jacksonville over, over Houston in that. Um, I do like Mariota. I think Mariota is very good. Uh, I think Tennessee, um, it, Derek Henry is also very good. I think that um, overall it's a very solid team. And uh, so I have Tennessee coming in third. Um, and then I have Indianapolis coming in last, and it has absolutely nothing to do with, with, with luck. I, I, he may be healthy. Um, he looked awful in the preseason, but that's kind of getting acclimated, but he did not look unhealthy. I think Doyle is real at the tight end position. I think T.Y. Hilton's always been legit. Uh, I don't know what they're trying to do at running back, but I'll take the fantasy points from Marlon Mack. <laughs> uh, their defense is absolutely freaking abysmal, and there is just no way in the world that they're going to be able to put – enough points with building the camaraderie with a player who really hasn't played in two years um, to compete at the top of um, any game or division. Uh, but um, I do think that luck is healthy. Hilton, Doyle, Mack uh, will be able to do some things, just not enough um, to get them out of the cellar of um, the AFC South. Uh, so on to the North. I we good there? Uh, we well, completely you know, disagree on everything, yeah. but you might as well just keep it rolling. Yeah, yeah. We'll, just, we'll just keep it rolling. Yeah. Uh, uh, so let's keep it going. AFC North, go ahead. All right. So, um, you know, Pittsburgh's always consistent. I have them on top. Uh, they have a lot of talent. They also obviously have a big hole in Le'Veon Bell. Um, I do think James Conner is going to be just fine. So, not too much to worry about there. Um, not that there's a different. Not that, I'm not saying that there's not a difference between Le'Veon Bell and James Conner. I'm saying that the style of offense that they run doesn't need Le'Veon Bell to do what he does to be successful. It may take a couple more plays. It may be longer, but having people who can run up the middle and get hard yards um, and run often is what makes that offense successful. And they can do that with James Conner just as easily as they can do with Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is just better. At so I still think that they'll be on top, whether that is um, one game or um, whether he's gone, whether Le'Veon Bell's gone for one game or all the way to the eleventh week, which we all know he'll come back because he wants to be a free agent. Baltimore, not a Flacco fan. Um, I, I will be talking about this maybe later in the in the podcast. Uh, I think Jackson is a playmaker. Um, I think 
Jackson actually has the playmaking skills that Colin Kaepernick has shown in the past. I don't think he's, I think he's also the same passer that Colin Kaepernick was, but I do think he has the ability to get better. Um, so, uh, anyways, Baltimore's second, Alex Collins. Um, I think a lot of it just has to do with the rest of the team sucking. Uh, Cincinnati is a perfect example of that. Outside of AJ Green, um, who cares? And uh, that just gets them the third spot because Cleveland's the, on in the division, and um, they you know they, they haven't shown any promise with Nick Chubb. Um, they're still using the other their other running backs ahead of him. Um, they're using Tyrod Taylor, who I actually really like, hmm. um, and I and I also like Gordon, but and Landry. Um, I think they're a great team for fantasy players, uh, but uh, I have no idea what they're trying to do there. I, I can't figure out what the formula is for this year or the future. Um, they know that they're not going to be in the playoffs. They know that they're not going to win. So why hold um, the Baker May- Mayfield experiment up um, so that they can realize that that's not going to work either, in my opinion. Um, so that's how that lays out for me. I, I just, you know, Pittsburgh and Baltimore are consistent. They are basically a two-team division, in my opinion. The other two teams suck. Guess what we have, Glenn? It sounds like we might have an agreement. We have an agreement. Yes, it had to happen. <laughs> and if there's any one, like I said, it's a two-team <laughs> division. division. Yeah. That's right. So as I stated earlier, um, when I jumped the gun, I have Pittsburgh. Um, they have elite offensive talent, and I have them as the grandfather of this division, the successful grandfather in, the, in this division. I don't like that under Tomlin, they're two different teams, home and away. Um, they play and they play down to their competition. But overall, they're they're successful uh, as a team and as a franchise. Uh, in second place, I have Baltimore. Um, I look at them as the son of Pittsburgh. Um, they're not as successful as the granddad, but they've had some successes, and they're generally well run. Um, I think um, they overdrafted for Lamar Jackson, but we will uh, we will get into that uh, later in the podcast. Um, and third, I have Cincinnati, which is the successful son of Baltimore. Uh, they can't seem to get over the hump, aka playoff wins, um, because they aren't as smart as their dad or grandfather, but they can make a decent, decent living and take care of themselves. You know, they're, they're okay. And lastly, I have, uh, I have Cleveland, which is the very less successful son of Baltimore. They just can't get out their own way. Uh, they constantly make bad decisions. Uh, they had the first and fourth picks in the draft and blew it. Uh, they could have had Darnold. They got Mayfield. They could have had uh, Chubb. They chose Denzel Ward, who I think uh, Greg Williams just called stupid the other day. They made stupid decisions, something like that. So... Uh, Cleveland, you know, they're the son that either has a drug problem, alcohol problem, in and out of jail, you know, despite the resources they have in life. Um, Cleveland Browns have had 58 draft picks from 2012 to 2017 and started over 25 quarterbacks since 1999, which is just Jeez. not not good. Uh, the fact that Tyrod Taylor is, is, is starting um, for them is just laughable to me. Um, the number one pick in the draft couldn't beat him out. I just, I just think that that's just not good. Um, to me, Baker Mayfield, even from college, he just looks small compared to other college players. I don't think he'll work in Cleveland. He might win a few games, but I don't think he'll, you know, get him over the hump or anything. And from what I understand, the competition with him and Taylor just wasn't close. Taylor just, just outright beat him out. Um, you know, people all like to bring up the fact that you know he got the Bills to the playoffs, but. I mean, what, it's because what San Diego didn't have a kicker, you know, Watson was out, Luck was hurt, the Ravens choked, you know, injuries and dysfunction in the AFC. I think that's what helped the Bills get into the uh, playoffs last year. And um, from the three seasons that um, that Tyrod Taylor was a starter, he's never thrown t- 20 touchdowns in a season. 
Um, he's averaged 202 yards passing per game since 2015, which is which is not good. But I do believe he's a good leader for a dysfunctional team. So I think he's the right choice for starting quarterback for for Cleveland. Got it. Yeah, okay. So AFC East, go. Oh, I'll go first. Right. I'm gonna make this one quick. Yep. Um, this division just sucks uh, from from <laughs> from middle to bottom. Yep. Um, so it's Patriots, Miami, New York Jets, Buffalo. The Jets and Buffalo are both gonna just be abysmal, in my opinion. Um, Darnold, I put ahead of Buffalo because they're not using Nathan Peterman as their quarterback, um, and so I think Darnold will show some 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 progress. Uh, Miami will be a little bit better than those two teams in my in my estimation. Um, again, don't care much, and the Patriots are going to get another bye week for half the season until they go into the playoffs and start playing real football. Yep. Uh, I have the division coming down the same way. I do have New England have about have maybe about six losses this year. I just don't think their defense is that yeah. good. Um, Not sure who they lose to when they get six for free. Right. Yeah. Well, that's that's true. <laughs> but I do have them six losses. They made fourteen wide receiver transactions since the Super Bowl, which is not good. They're still trying to figure that out. Uh, they only have a one good but not great defensive player. That's Hightower. Um, and there's yeah, they're the other class of division, and they pretty much don't have to worry about anybody. So I have them coming in first. Uh, Miami, I have them coming in second. Uh, Ryan Tallahill is a big guy without a strong arm. He doesn't throw the ball downfield. But I've always looked at Miami as being a mismanaged team. Um, they got rid of Landry. They got rid of Sue. They got rid of Ajay, which I understand. They want to make the locker room better, but I don't think um, it's going to help. You know, I think it's a rock. If yeah. you're getting rid of those players and they're all having success where they go. Yeah, and maybe, look, maybe look it's Miami. them. Yeah, maybe it's Miami. Exactly. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, third, I have coming. Uh, I have the Jets uh, coming in third. Um, for one of the reasons you stated, Peter Minnes is starting for them. Um, but um, I would have them above the Dolphins, but um, the Jets are starting a rookie quarterback, and they have a bad offensive line, and bottom third in the league, playmakers. If Teddy Bridgewater is probably starting for them, I'd probably put him in second. But they got rid of Bridgewater, Darnold starting. I think he's going to have an up-and-down season. He's going to have some ups, some downs, but um, I have him coming in third. Uh, and lastly, I have Buffalo. I mean, how bad is Josh Allen if he can't start over Nathan Peterman? I mean, I, I, I can't say much about Buffalo. They're just being last. They're going to have problems all year. Okay, so So actually I want to switch up the order, um, and that's a perfect segue. Let's, where are we going from now? We talked about the rookie quarterbacks for each team. Let's talk about the rookie quarterbacks now. Okay. Then we can shift to the veteran quarterback and then end with the Los Angeles Lakers. So let's start with the quarterback. I believe um, the rookie quarterbacks, we were going to do this based on their draft draft order. order. So we'll get your thoughts on... Baker Mayfield, Cleveland Browns, uh, what do you think? How do you think this season plays out? Uh, for him, if he even plays, he may, he may not, as well as, yeah. you know, may, career may be tough, but, you know, next mm-hmm. few years, just kind of your idea. Yeah, I'll start with that, Brian, chime in. Baker Mayfield, I think he has some talent. He can play in the NFL. I believe he's an accurate quarterback, but I don't think he's that athletic, and I just don't think he will get Cleveland over the hump, mainly also because, you know, just of his stature. I've seen the Colt McCoy, Cody Kessler you know, Baker Mayfield type guys in Cleveland. And those small guys just don't work in Cleveland. I mean, it gets cold in November, December. You're going to have to have a big, strong guy to throw through that thick wind, you know, doing that uh, bad weather games in Pittsburgh and stuff like that. And Like tomorrow's game, 40-mile-per-hour winds in Cleveland. But he's not, he's not playing, playing, but I'm just saying. Yeah, stuff like that, right. you got to deal with that rain and wind and stuff like that. Um, I just – don't think Baker – I would not have Baker Mayfield as just the leader of my team from his actions and the things he done in college and everything like that. I just don't see him like that. I think he's better than Johnny Manziel, don't get me wrong, but I've seen some Manziel qualities in him. And I just um, – I think if Baker Mayfield would have went somewhere, maybe like Arizona or something like that, it would have been better for him. But he's playing with Cleveland. 
And you have to overcome a lot to be really good in Cleveland. I just don't think he's that talented enough to overcome all that dysfunction. And he just doesn't have a good head coach to me. Uh, Hugh Jackson, to me, just can't coach. I've said that since he was with the Raiders. I just don't yeah. buy his play calling, what he's doing. I You have assistant coaches like Todd Haley and Greg Williams going to the media, talking and just saying a bunch of stuff. I don't think they even respect Hugh Jackson personally. That's just my personal opinion. I don't have any insight on that. I also think they respect Hugh Jackson. I just don't think he's the right man for that job. But I do think that he will start, I would say, by week six. Um, you don't draft the number one quarterback to sit him all year. He's going to play. And the owner, Haslam, um, who is a, um, a big booster from Tennessee, uh, Tennessee's main booster, Tennessee Volunteers, he's very impulsive. He's going to want to see him play. Now, when he, um, he's going to play this year. How he's going to do, they won't win many games, but he's going to play. Right. So yeah. here's – I put Cleveland at the bottom. I think that they suck. Um, there's a certain thing about Tyrod Taylor. He has made the playoffs – he, he he plays very well. He plays smart. Um, they do have a lot of talent, and if a whole bunch of things go the right way, right? Um, you know, Landry plays to the level that he can. Gordon plays back at some percentage of the level that he played at a couple years ago. Um, they figure out what they're doing on running back. The team could win um, a few games. Who's going to play calling? It uh, doesn't matter. I'm not, I'm not okay. talking about play call. I'm talking okay. about just things going the right okay. way. Okay. They could win. I do believe Mayfield will get on the field at some point in time. Um, I do believe that'll be whatever they've decided that the season is over. Um, Mayfield sucks, in my opinion. Uh, I understand he won a bunch of games. There's a lot yeah. of quarterbacks who've won a bunch right. of games who have not uh, performed in the NFL. The top of drafts is littered with is littered with, with them. Um I think Mayfield's going to be one of those guys. He, more than welcome to prove me wrong there, but I, there's nothing about him that seems like he's special. He yes, is, I agree. He is just a yeah. somebody who has a personality that sold people on him as a leader. Yeah. Um, I don't think running around and, and you know saying a bunch of stupid stuff, which he did in college, makes you a leader. Yeah. I just think it makes you a college student. Yeah. Uh, so okay, so that's that's him. Um, yeah, and just to, just to add to a yeah. point, if you draft a quarterback number one, it has to be something special about him. I can see why Cam was drafted number one, six six, two fifty, huge arm. I mean, you can see that Andrew Luck, intelligent, smarts, calling his own plays in college. I get why he's drafted number one. But when you get a guy like Baker Mayfield and you watch him play in the Big Twelve in a in a conference that nobody plays defense, I just don't see why he was drafted number one. There's nothing somebody can do to sell me on that one. So I definitely agree. Uh, so next up is Darnold. Darnold's next, yep. And um, I think Darnold's good. I, I don't think he's great. I don't think anybody from this class is great. Mm -hmm. I don't think I, – I, I, I would be willing to say that if we did a podcast in 15 years, we're not talking about any of these people as Hall of Famers. Mm -hmm. um, that said, I do think uh, Darnold probably has the best opportunity this year to have some success. Um, I do think that uh, he is um, the most ready quarterback right now mm. to play in the NFL in actual games. Mm. Um, and uh, I do think that the wide receivers they have there are decent, Robbie Anderson being an example. So um, I, I, I think he'll have some success. I would say that at the end of the year, if you look back at all five of these guys, Darnold's be the one that will say had the best year. Whether that means he's going to have the best career, I don't know. But I, but having had the best year, he gets to start from the beginning of the season. Yep. 
that's a plus. I agree with everything you just said, except on the personnel of the Jets. I just don't think they're very good. And that offensive line is bad, so it wouldn't surprise me if Arn Darno's out a couple games this year. And uh, also, a uh, very underrated It's not Rosen, though, who sits out games oh, yeah. pretending to be hurt. <laughs> but, uh, one thing I think that you, uh, a lot of people fail to forget is McCown on that team. McCown could have been a quarterback coach in the NFL. He turned down the opportunity. Yeah. McCown is ripped, like Shaw helped Derek Carr. McCown is really helping uh, Sam Darnold uh, a, a lot, which I think is very advantageous at this point in Sam Darnold's career. So I agree with uh, everything you said on Ooh. Sam Darnold. Yep. Um, who's up next? Your next pick was, uh, was Rosen. Rosen yeah, bad. okay. Well, I'll start on Rosen. Rosen. Yeah, um, I like Rosen, but to me, he is brittle. That's just my personal opinion. I can, And Arizona's offensive line is not good. I expect Sam Bradford to be, uh, to be out and Rosen to get in. Um, I believe that Rosen is an intelligent quarterback. He can make all the throws. Um, he knows the game, uh, but the NFL will be an adjustment for him because, uh, of course, it's much faster. But if he does not get hurt, it wouldn't surprise me if he's the best quarterback in this draft if he does not get hurt. I think Rosen is that good. The only problem is I think he will get hurt, and I think he will get hurt this year. But I think overall – uh, from quarterback traits, I don't think he's ready to play right now. I believe that Darnold is, but I think eventually over time, Rosen should be the better, the best quarterback um, out of this draft. But it wouldn't surprise me if Darnold is, but I, my pick right now is just Rosen. So I don't know if Josh Rosen is brittle because half the time he was hurt, it was speculated that he wasn't and just didn't want to play because really? the team, UCLA sucked okay. and he didn't, want, he didn't want to hurt his That could be stop. true. That could so be true. I don't know if he's brittle, right. but... Um, I do think that his opportunity to play comes if uh, Sam Bradford gets hurt. Um, there's a lot of good odds on that, but uh, but I don't know that he's going to earn it by becoming a better quarterback than Bradford during okay. the season and, okay. and, and being escalated to the top spot. Um, I think Arizona is competitive long enough uh, that maybe he gets a couple games at the end of the season if Bradford somehow manages to stay healthy. Um, I you said two things. You said you think Rosen is a smart quarterback, and you said you think he can make all the throws. Yeah, I agree with half of that. He could definitely make all the throws. Mm -hmm. um, he is probably the most physically gifted of all of these quarterbacks from a pocket passer, okay. Um, okay. quarterbacking perspective. Okay. Um, yes, the most athletically gifted yeah. is certainly Lamar Jackson. Right. But um, so he can make all the throws. I don't think he's that smart. Uh, you, you watched him at UCLA. There were plenty of times where you know he, his his skill and his talent made up for just being stupid, mm -hmm. making bad plays, making bad passes. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's also times that he um, showed all the talent and still lost the game because he made bad decisions. I, um, so I can understand how, as time develops, Sam Bradford, I would imagine, is exceptionally smart. Yeah. He showed that in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, so he was also somebody that. Rosen can learn from yeah. um, if he takes all of that in and develops into a solid person and quarterback. He could very well yeah. be the best quarterback in the class. Well, um, Bradford's good when he plays. Yeah, he just can't you know last stay very long. But I don't like Rosen's body type. I also think behind it, bad offensive line. His body type. I can see him getting hurt. Uh, I like Darnold's body type better. You know, there's another guy who had a very very similar body type to him who played pretty long until he got hurt, and that's Peyton Manning. 
Peyton Manning, they built that offensive line over there, though. They did, and, 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 and they built, they spent a lot of money on offense. They also made sure he got rid of the ball in about two seconds. Yeah, but, but they spent a lot of money. <laughs> career. But they spent a lot of money on that offense, offensive line, and Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne, and all them. But yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So your next quarterback is Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Go ahead. Or I think yeah. we swapped. Him. It should be swapped. It's, yeah, it's, it's all right. Allen was third. Well, he's so bad. I mean, we might as well make him fourth anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, uh, Allen sucks. I don't like him as a person or quarterback. Um, you know, you go back to when we used to joke about uh, record labels. I don't like him as a staff. Or record. I don't like him at all. Um, and I'm going to enjoy watching him be unsuccessful uh, for the things that he said. You do not get to say that as a junior and senior in high school, I was racist and horrible and awful. And then as a junior in college, all of a sudden I'm enlightened. Right. Didn't happen. You were the same dude. Basically you didn't have an awakening until someone called you on it. Um, That said, yeah, he could throw the ball really far. He's got a lot of physical gifts. He is an idiot. um, And I don't have any respect for him. And I, I, I personally think that, um, there's just nothing about him, even as a quarterback, take away the, the personal stuff that, that has any wow to it other yeah. than he can throw it really far and throw the ball really hard. Yeah, um, I'm the same way. Josh Allen, um, in college he played against lower-level competition, didn't really dominate like he should have. The two games he played against, somewhat better competition, he was absolutely awful. Yes, uh, absolutely. Just um, abysmal. Just, yeah, just, what games were those? It was two, I, I forgot those teams. I had, he was he's just so bad, I didn't even, Probably even research the okay. team. Uh, it's just, yeah, yeah. No worries. Yeah, it's just I, I, Buffalo over overdrafted, just like they paid Ryan Fitzpatrick after four games. They just you know fall in love with somebody too quickly and want to marry him, with, get in bed with him, or whatever. And uh, they got Josh Allen thinking he's the future, and he's not going to be the future. It's just not going to work out. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And last but not least, yeah, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Jackson was the last. Uh, Lamar Jackson, a guy round. who I have bet against plenty of times in college against good defenses because he's just not a thrower. He's a running quarterback, similar to Kaepernick, but I think his ceiling is higher than Colin Kaepernick, to be perfectly honest with you. I, I, I want Lamar Jackson to succeed, but he has to learn how to throw. And if you watch him in the preseason, um, whenever he got a little bit of pressure, his first inclination is to always to run. Okay, And he's going to have to learn to stay in the pocket and make passes. To me, he's a project, not a prospect. That's why I wouldn't have drafted him in the first round. I would have taken him in the third round. I've had no problem taking the third and fourth round developing him. Um, he might get an opportunity to play, depending on how Flacco does this year, who I'm not in love with. I don't think he's a good quarterback at all. Well, I wouldn't say a good quarterback at all, but I think he's below average. I would say he's below average. Um, Lamar Jackson, though, he really, really, if he wants to be successful in the NFL, he's going to have to not rely on his gifts as a runner, and he's going to have to really work on being a thrower and an accurate passer, which, you know, is very hard to do because when you have those gifts, you automatically use them. Um, but I'm hoping that he's successful. I'm, I'm, I'm just not that optimistic because when he played against LSU, that was the game I bet the most money on in any game <laughs> that year because LSU has NFL players on that team playing defense. Um, not saying the whole team is going to NFL, but he, they had some players on there, and he just did not look good at all. It was just bad. The players were laughing. It was just bad. And so if he's going to face higher competition like that in the NFL, he's going to have to improve as an accurate passer, and I'm not sure if he can do it or not. I mostly agree with you. Um, I, I think Lamar Jackson is – when I use the Colin Kaepernick um, description, it's because, as you just said, his inclination is to use his physical gifts, run the outside, make plays that way, 
Um, and, but I do think he has a much higher upside. In part, he's in the league starting his career um, and can still become a, a, a solid or a, a better passer. Um, a lot of the same things that we're saying about Lamar Jackson are the same things that were said about Tyrod Taylor. He did manage to overcome those and become a decent passer. Um, and I, I do think that, that Lamar Jackson has, the, has that ability. Um, for whatever reason, can't imagine why, I say that sarcastically, his presence has lit a fire under Flacco, yeah. um, and people are seeming to talk about it. Yep. Um, that may make it so that he doesn't get his opportunity this year, yeah. um, because, be because Baltimore will be in contention yep. throughout the season. Um, and I agree that if he gets a full year to sit and just learn, that's not a bad thing. Um, I don't believe that just because someone gets drafted in the first round, especially quarterbacks, in his case, at the end of it, um, that uh, that they need to play in the yep. first year in order to um, prove their value. Yep. I mean, Baker Mayfield needs to play. Um, Lamar Jackson doesn't. Yep. Uh, and so I like Lamar Jackson. I think that no matter what, you're going to have a Alex Smith Mahomes uh, type situation um, where towards the end of the season you're going to hear about why they haven't started playing. And I think uh, Flacco is gone at the end of the year, one way or the other. It's just too much money to spend on somebody when you got a guy like Jackson in the backfield. And I think it shows a sign when they kept Robert Griffin as the number two quarterback. And that shows a sign that Lamar Jackson is just not ready. I think that Baltimore even knows sure. it. So, so yeah, I definitely understand yeah. it. Sure. And it's a very uh, a good point. You know, if you draft in the first round, it's not necessarily that you have to play because I always tell people that when Aaron Rodgers, when he came out the same year as Alex Smith, I saw Aaron Rodgers play in college, okay? Um, I thought he was a better quarterback than Alex Smith, but I wouldn't have drafted Aaron Rodgers number one um, as a 49er fan. I, I wouldn't have drafted him. I, I think he was good, but I don't think he was number one good at that time. If he would have played for the 49ers, the 49ers draft number one, Aaron Rodgers' career would not be what it is. He would have played with bad personnel and a bad offensive line and bad coaching. And Aaron Rodgers just wouldn't have been the player that he is now. He got to sit, I believe, three years in Green Bay behind Brett Favre where he got bigger and stronger, which helped him out a lot. So when he got out there and they developed him, when he got out there, he was ready to play. It, it, it wouldn't have happened like that in San Francisco. So it's actually, I understand Aaron has a chip on his shoulder for being, you know, falling like 23 or 24th in the draft, but, but uh, he ended up in the right place. So, yeah, that is a good point. Just because you draft in the first round doesn't mean you actually have to play. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think, is there any particular rookie on the running back side? Just real quickly before we go on to the next mm -hmm. one. Um, what what do you think about any of the rookies, like Chubb or just, is there any, I, any? Just pick one. Just, yeah, yeah. Just give me I, one I like, guy that I like you think. Chubb. I like Chubb. I think uh, I think Carl Tyre is going to get hurt because that's just what he does. And I think when Chubb gets his opportunity, I think he's going to seize it. Uh, I, I, I like Chubb in college. I think he's a I think he's a good runner. Um, but again. It's, 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 it's about where you go. And I just think playing with Hugh Jackson in Cleveland, I mean, he could be successful, but I think if he was with someone else, he'll be, he'll be more successful. If he, was with like a, if he was a zone runner and he played with Shanahan, I think he'd be more successful. But um, I like Nick Chubb, and I think that he can, he can be a, a good uh, running back looking back in this class. I like Chubb. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I probably agree with you. Um, so I'll throw a different wild card out just for, for the sake of conversation. Um, I think people have given up on Rashad Penny way too soon. Um, I, you just, I don't, you know, like the saying goes, you do not break the NCAA record for yardage. There's been a lot of really good running backs, Bo Jackson, Tomlinson. There's been a lot of running backs out there. Um, and he owns the record for the most yardage. Um, go ahead. 
Didn't Ron Dane own the yards at one point? Yeah. Ron Dane? Exactly. That's fine. But he was never that good, though. In the no, pro, that's not true. In the pro. That's not true. His career was pretty short. It was very short. Yeah. Um, but... But I think people have given up on Rashad Penny, and okay. they, they, they kind of use the, the, the what was it, Tedford, the, the offense where they just kind of run the ball. They do. Kind of, they can't they, pass. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, you can put a, a guy in a basketball gym with a ball and, 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 and nobody there, and he still won't come out and be able to get a lot of points. The same thing for set, it can be said for what Rashad Penny did. Respect earned. Respect should be given. I think So you see talent there. I see talent there. Okay. I don't know if he's going to be awesome. Okay. I just know that everybody has written him off. Okay. Um, and I think he's better than that. Uh, why, how, what kind of buffet he was at or how many steakhouses <laughs> homeboy went to. Yeah. He went uh, up like, what is it, 18 pounds. Yeah. Um, you know, that was a, not the best advice. Right. Uh, but I do think that in a couple of weeks, he'll get out there and get on the – and I think that he has the explosiveness – to be a very interesting tool in Seattle once they figure it out. So I agree that Chubb is probably going to be the guy that we're talking about from the running backs towards the end of the year, but I throw out Rashad Penny just because to be different, um, and I do think that people have decided to write him off way too wow. soon. Well, good thing about these podcasts, we can go back later and look yeah, at that. I yeah. think that actually is a good segue. So we're talking about being written off, explosiveness. Um, that's, in a lot of ways, describes Colin Cap. So, oh. Yeah, um, there you go. And I, I think now, you know, looking at it based on time frame, we'll probably come back to the Lakers and we can do a basketball, <clears throat> a basketball yeah, show. We can end it with Cap if you want. Football. Yeah, cool. Keep the theme going. So something for the listeners to listen to for next time, a little a little teaser. But um, written off, you know, explosive. We talked about Lamar Jackson, you know, having a higher ceiling than Colin Kaepernick. This guy's been a really polarizing figure in the last year, two years. Uh, so the question for, for this is, um, do you think he's being blackballed, um, and will he play again? Okay. So you can go first. Let me start. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure this one will go back and forth a couple yeah. of times. Yeah, yeah. yeah no fine. problem. Um, so I think any player has any player that's in their rookie year has a higher ceiling than somebody who's longer in the league. But so play six years already. Yeah, but yeah, but, yeah, this, but play you, six years. There's, you know, that's why you draft kids young. Is because they always have a higher ceiling yep. than people who are older. Thank you. Um, so let me say this: Yes, he's being blackballed unequivocally um, by all been, teams. By all teams, and the, uh, the the court process is 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 showing that as they're going through that, they, you know, it hasn't got all the way to the end. But um, everything that uh, you can read, find, or uh, or, or know um, basically says uh, the exact same thing. Okay. Um, I don't necessarily think that he is great. I do think he should play. Um, and uh, uh, I don't think he's going to play again. Okay. So he is being blackballed. I do don't think he's going to play again. I think it's just too late at this point. He's yep. been out too long. Yep. Um, there's just too much drama. Um, I, I'm, and a part of me, if I'm at this point in his career um, with this lawsuit going on, I don't want to play. Um, because all you do is reduce the damages portion of your claim against the NFL um, if you play. And so I imagine that his agent will be talking to the likes of Nike and, and other uh, opportunities like that um, more so than he's going to be talking to teams about putting him in 
uh, in the field. So I'll start with that. Okay. I know we'll go back and forth. Yeah, we'll go back so. and forth. Yeah. I, um, it's okay. Number one, I don't think he really wants to play. I think he tried to build his brand as an NFL quarterback. Didn't work. So now he's building his brand uh, through activism. Now, do I think he can play as a backup in the NFL? Yeah, I do. But the reason he's not in the NFL is because he's a distraction and he causes controversy so nobody wants to deal with him, which I understand. Now, do I believe he's being blackballed? Yes and no. I believe he's being blackballed by some teams, but I would think there's other teams that just don't need him or just don't want him. So I think, yes, some teams are blackballing him, but to say the entire league, I don't know. Maybe you have to look at the, you know, the, the court ruling or, or evidence or whatever to, uh, to prove that. But I do think there is some collusion between some teams uh, regarding Colin Kaepernick. Um, Thirdly, I, I want to put, I don't see Kaepernick as a backup, though, because I don't see him doing backup duties. You know, kind of, uh, the, the backup quarterbacks hold clipboards. They, they don't hold press conferences. They don't interview with anybody. Um, they participate in the quarterback room and meetings and are involved in the game plans, which I don't see him doing because he doesn't even know what he's seeing on the field. So how can he tell the starter what he's seeing on the field? Um, the job of the backup is to prepare the starter for every Sunday, and I believe if Kaepernick wants to play in the league, he wants to be a starter. He does not want to be a backup. So I don't see him doing everything that a backup is supposed to do. And plus, he's just nonverbal. I mean, that's been documented. He walks through the locker room and on the field with headphones, doesn't say anything to anybody. I mean, he's a, he's a nonverbal quarterback. Okay. You know? I need to break something down. You said two things that, con that contradict with each other, so I'm going to start with that. Yep. You said that you don't want your backup quarterback doing interviews and being on shows that's talking um, and the one thing that we could both I think agree on is that since this whole controversy I, I don't even really think it's controversy I think mm -hmm. it's an incontrovertible fact that mm -hmm. he's acknowledged but um, since this whole thing has started he has not been incredibly vocal and that has actually been okay. um, something you've pointed out pointed out in the past okay. as as why you didn't like him as far as his role in in all of that mm -hmm. um, on the other side uh, I do think that when he kind of got into this he did want to be a starting quarterback I do think that as time went on a couple years in he would have been happy to have been a backup quarterback and I think that um, there are players in the league that would have benefited from his experience. Um, I don't think he wants to play at all. I agree with you right now. I, like I said earlier, um, I think that would hurt him more than help him at this point. Um, but I think that Colin Kaepernick um, has, we should, I respect what he has done. Um, I think he was a solid quarterback back then. I think that when he, when all of this started, he was better than some starters and play, many, plenty of players have said that. Uh, plenty of coaches had said that and then immediately decided not to hire him. Go figure. Um, but uh, I think the time has passed. I do think he's blackballed. I would agree that there are some teams that don't need him. Um, but I don't think that that means that there isn't collusion against him mm -hmm. because, th because they just get to use the excuse, you know, I have Tom Brady. So I don't need to think about uh, my backup quarterback. I'm going to go take some rookie in the draft and pay him a little bit of money and, and then trade him to the 49ers and make him a highest paid player quarterback. Does um, Yes, it does. Because he's blackballed by the league. The, the people who have the excuse of having a great quarterback get to use that excuse to say, I'm not part of this conversation. But you know full well if Tom Brady, if, if, if New England didn't have any teams, they're not bringing Colin Kaepernick in. Their excuse that they're not bringing him in is that they have him. They don't want to have anything to do with him. So yes, they are part of the, conclu the conclusion. They just have the advantage of having um, an excuse, which is 
I already got the greatest. Um, I and so Kaepernick fits all 32 teams. I, I don't think he doesn't matter. Which it's not. We're not talking about whether he fits it or not. We're talking about whether a team would deal with him. Oh, and I don't know about dealing with him. And, yeah, and, and, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and on that part, they're colluding. They're like, we yeah. will not, as the NFL organization, yeah. all the teams that are underneath them, that organization have said, we are not going to hire Colin Kaepernick. Some teams, like Denver. Denver absolutely could use him on a team if he played to play to the same school from a couple years ago. Right? They just got third of Pax and Legend. Well, they tried to get him. He didn't want it. the deal. Okay. And remember this, clarify the story. Um, and that their excuse is we already tried that and it didn't work. Okay. And what they did, mm-hmm. and what they did was they offered him to trade when he was with the 49ers right. and then take seventy-five percent of his contract and throw it out the window window. And at that That's time true. he didn't know what the future held for him. He, he didn't realize he would never be in there. They again. did offer him a contract though. That's true though. You're right. They offered him a contract then yeah. and they're now able to use that excuse now that they're part of the league. Yeah. So it's a lot of excuses that they're able to use. That's an excuse, I guess. But that. um yeah. but anyways, that's that's my point on that. I think for the most part we're agreeing here, which is completely surprising to me. No, we're not. Um, <laughs> no, we are. You because are. you said he's blackballed by the entire league. I don't believe that. I don't believe the entire. But league you agree with the premise that there's no team that wants to deal with him, which is. Oh yeah, right, right. No team. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I, I would say if I'm the. A definition of collusion says that you can. Whether you agree with that. No, no. Definitely all the words. Definitely the collusion. You have to actually get together with everybody and say we're not dealing with this no, guy. I can be part of my, say like I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't have to get with everybody else and say I don't want him. I can just say myself, I don't want him. And have right. to, but you're, to do it but you're defining collusion wrong. And so if you use a, if you use a, a, a definition that requires 100% of people to say something outwardly, you know, we have plenty of conversations where we collude without saying anything at all. We just know that we're not going to deal with certain things. I, I see you here's look something up. Go for it. Now here's the definition. Secret or illegal cooperation or conspiracy, especially in order to cheat or deceive others. Okay. Illegal cooperation or conspiracy, especially between ostensible opponents in a lawsuit. So where's the hundred percent necessary? It okay. just needs to be illegal and it needs to be cooperation. So it needs to be illegal with the one team? No. If there, are, I, there are multiple teams. Okay, but what if let's just say okay, so you just gave the definition so you just have to use that. Okay, so you're saying it could be collusion if it's ten teams. Yes, absolutely. Okay, okay, I get. Okay, all right. That I believe is happening. If yes. it's a few teams, I don't think it's every team though. I think yeah. any team yeah. that would think that would talk think to talk about him, yeah. okay. him knows the league is not okay with it. Okay, and knows that they would not do it. Okay, because my definition. Well, I wouldn't say my. Well, I would say my definition. It is your definition because we, yeah, we, okay. we heard that. I just looked this up, but what I was thinking is that everybody was thinking that every single team in the league was colluded against Colin Kaepernick, and I just don't think every team in the league cares about Colin Kaepernick like that or even consider it. No, maybe collusion, and this is why he's going to win in court. Yeah. Okay. Collusion is if he were on the market and you didn't and you needed a quarterback mm-hmm. of his caliber, his talent, mm-hmm. would you talk to him? And the answer in most of these teams' cases is no. Okay. And it's not because he wouldn't fit or anything like that. It's because okay. they know the league will not allow okay. for it okay. or respect it or will penalize him. And that'd be collusion. And that's collusion. And if it's actually that's proven, I actually want the NFL to come out and admit it. I don't want this backdoor I, secret yeah, deal. No. You know what's going to happen? They're going to settle. So here's what I think is going to happen. I don't like that, but go ahead. Here's what I think is going to happen. They're going to wait until they lose in court first. And because you want to draw out the process, you're going to wait. And he's going to get an astronomical 
number mm -hmm. for the punitive damages yep. and a pretty sizable number for the um, direct loss damages. Okay. And then they're gonna, they're gonna go and they're gonna try and redo the case um, and appeal it. And that is when you're gonna see um, some type of a settlement because at that point in time, the direct losses will be established. The fact that they're gonna lose is gonna be established. What they're gonna try and do is pay that money out and get out of as much of the punitive damages as they can by buying it and saying, you don't have to go through the process. You never know what can happen with a jury. You know, it might be an XYZ district as opposed to another district. Um, so I think that's how this plays out, um, but I'm pretty certain it's, it plays out with him uh, getting a victory. I'm reasonably certain at no point in time the, the, is the NFL going to come out and go, my bad. And they don't do that with concussions. <laughs> they don't, they don't. Yeah. yeah, they don't. True. Um, they haven't done that when they've been the court dead to rights. Yeah. Okay. Um, the courts will find, I think decisively, yeah. that There's collusion has been proven. Okay, okay. That, that I can agree with, but do you think that? Do you think if he was Cam Newton and did this, he would still be in? A, he wouldn't be in the league. Um, because yeah. I, because I, really, because I blame some of this on Colin Kaepernick for I not know. involving as a quarterback. And we have this when we have this conversation. I bring up two examples for not he didn't involve in a court as a quarterback. He did not get wait, better. I have his stats right here. Wait, I, I, I give you yeah. two examples. Yeah. I don't think this a controversy at this level has anything to do with the talent. I think it, it's bigger than that. Maub Abdul Raouf, sorry, yeah. uh, Jim Jackson, yeah. right? Was an outstanding player. Chris Jackson, yeah. Chris Jackson, yeah. excuse me. Was an outstanding basketball yeah. player. And when he had his controversy, it was a wrap. Yeah, his black ball. It, he was, it, thank you. He was the only one, Craig Hodges was too, because this was views too, but yeah, you're right. Exactly, you're both right. of them, and both of them were views. And we're speaking of basketball players for anybody who's yeah. underwear. Right, and both of their views were such at such a level yeah. that the fact that they were talented meant nothing to everybody, and uh, they went to Europe. It, they they were, did they not were, get opportunities. Sorry, they were good enough. He would. They were good they enough, enough to play, but they were. That's uh, the point. Hall of Fame talent. That's, we're not talking about Hall of Fame. It's Colin Kaepernick, Cam Kaepernick right. the first NFL player. Wait a minute, talent enough to play in the league. Is Cam Newton? Is Cam Newton a Hall of Famer? Because you just used the example of this no, 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 Cam no, no, Newton. No, no, okay. but, he's, but he's very talented right now. And as were Chris Jackson and and Craig Hodges. Uh, uh, Chris Jackson. They were talented enough to play in the league. They were twenty points four. I don't. I don't. Yeah, no, I get. I, I, think I, I, I don't think he was all star. You level don't. Does it have to be all star level? Neither was Colin Kaepernick. But neither. Okay, but it's like I said. It's Colin Kaepernick, the first NFL player, talented enough to play in the league, but not in the league. There's a whole litany of players. Dennis, Dennis Bryan is one of those players. Jeff George is one of those players. People that want to deal with Jeff George's you know, attitude. You know what's crazy though? Des Bryant is actually not in the league because of his attitude and views. Yes, exactly. So that's almost a similar situation. Except for he'll probably play this year. He'll probably, he, he, play. He probably will play. And like, yeah. I thought Colin and Jeff Kaepernick George played a very long. He was out like at 33. Career. He was out like 33, 34. So he was out. He could still could yeah. play. The average NFL uh, career is half. Jeff that. George could have played longer. Wait a minute. Wait out. a minute. Now you're talking about how long someone can play. The average NFL career is like four years, isn't it? Three, Thank four you. years. And you're just talking about somebody who had a 13 or 14 year career. Right. Kaepernick had a six year career. Right. Right. Beyond, beyond that, that to, to rein this back in, though, the, the question yeah. being is Kaepernick's talent level currently enough to keep him in the league? It, it would have been. been. If, yeah, would have been. He's not yeah, good enough to play in the league. Would have been. been. Yeah. And Chris Jackson That's was, and, and Craig yeah. Hodges was. That's the point. And the other example, so regardless is, of yeah. his ceiling, talent is he maybe he's not a Hall of Famer. Is he better than quarterbacks on rosters now? Did he not oh, get a yeah. look 
because of his stance. And the answer and is yes. Yeah. And yeah. so, and the way he said it, yeah. That's where we stand. And, yep. then, and then here's the other, you asked a question. Yep. You said, has there ever been another example of a player that this has happened to? And I quite honestly think the answer is no. Um, and the reason for that is the NFL has been draconian in their ability and their ways to manipulate their players to stay in line. The NBA has worked with their players more. The NFL has demanded that their players fall in line or else. They can do that. And, and they've been able they to do that. Players. But yeah. Yeah, the, the fact that Colin Kaepernick mm-hmm. is out of the league and Richie Incognito got five, six chances with all the controversy that he caused around race, around abuse, around bullying, shows that there is a double standard in the league shows that there's a lot of problems in the league, and I think ultimately... There's a double standard in corporate America, period. The world. Yeah, but you're, we're not going to... Well, but, 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 yeah, we're not going to... We're not going to... But, so, I, it hasn't happened before, and, I've, and you've seen a lot of examples where it should have, and it didn't. Um, and Colin Kaepernick is being uh, targeted, not only for his views, but I also think for what his views are about. Yeah. And who it affects. And who it affects. Knowing how football their, coaches think, football stance. coaches aren't moralists. They don't really care if you have domestic violence cases. They don't care if you're political. Well, that's because half of them have them themselves. That's right. What they don't care about. They just want to help. They just want you to win games for them so they can coach all these years to get this coach's pitch but we're not, and keep their kids in school. Yeah, no, we're, not I talking saying, about, we're not talking about. Well, I guess this is where we differ. This is where we differ. I believe that if Colin Kaepernick was as talented as Cam Newton, I believe that, or Russell Wilson, I despite. No. This protest, he was still there. That's just my view. I believe he was still there. I, I disagree. And yeah. I, this is Glenn. I felt that way at the beginning as this has gone on, especially based off the reaction of the typical. I'm, yep. I'm doing air quotes here, speaking of the NFL fan, their fan base. Uh, you know, like the Middle America yep. and how they they're burning Nike. As I say, they're yeah. burning down their houses. Yeah, that's yeah. That shows that. Yeah, I know you're not agree with them, but that just shows. Yeah, yeah I don't want to race bigger than any player. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't want to risk. The NFL doesn't want to risk. You know, if oh, he's bad for business. I get it. Yeah, if yeah, people that if people that side with Kaepernick, and I'm going to say people of color, yeah. people who are uh, liberal, people who agree with that. If they all boycott, the league loses so much money. Let's say it's a billion. Hmm. But if their base boycotts. They have a completely different situation, so it's well worth cutting off cat well, and not dealing do, with it. And I think that's what's happening. Do you fall the business for listening to their? Uh, that's their fine. How well, in a legal situation, yes, but in this case, it's been an illegal what they've done, right. and that's the point. Uh, okay, okay, and that's the whole. Point. So I guess the only thing that really they deserve what's coming to them, and, and, and may they take it between. Okay, the so it looks like it. to me from what. Um, and to that point, I'm still going to watch games all day tomorrow. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we going to put that out there, so I'm not boycotting. So let's uh, let's talk about that real quickly because I well, we all let me make one point. I'm sorry, let me make one point. Go ahead. You're saying you say one thing. Did, did you did you um let me just say I guess the only thing we really disagree on is you believe that he's just out the league because the teams whatever, and I believe he's out the league. Partly because of the teams, but partly because he never evolved well, as a quarterback. Okay. So I think that's our. But the point of that, if that Venn diagram is here and that middle portion you guys agree on, is collusion, and it's oh yeah yeah it is you know, and you're right by definition of what you're saying the legal process looks at it like you you're right we yeah, all believe that he's so not really yeah. because of his views not see, because that's why not totally we had this because of football. See, there we that's go it. It, it only took us a year to get yeah. to the same place okay now I'll agree but wait real quick. before we go on okay. I want to say. So we were talking about ah man I just lost the lost the thought process go back come back to me okay so here we go I just want to go through Josh Norman's comments I'm not sure if you guys heard what he said about Colin Kaepernick no I just want to know your take on this okay. Brian he said when he took a knee everybody was in shock and everything 
But when the bullet started flying, I was trying to figure out where he was at. He was ducking. When you're in the line of fire and the guys that are over here are trying to have a conversation to move stuff forward, he didn't want to have that conversation. Okay. So want me to respond to that? Go ahead. Yeah. Josh Norman's a loudmouth punk, has been his entire career. So okay. the fact that he likes to get out in front of cameras and say big things to make sure that he gets quotes okay. is no surprise to me. Okay. Um, That's now, what I agree with. Yep. Now, let's take Josh Norman's name off of it because I think what you were trying to do is find an example of people who thought that he was too quiet once... Right, and Josh Norman, yeah, right. he was right. too quiet. Right. Look, some people are not leaders because they want to be leaders. Some right. people are, 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 are thrust into positions because of a quiet intolerance against injustice. Colin Kaepernick didn't go to make a splash. Colin Kaepernick sat on a bench, didn't tell anybody why he was sitting on the bench. People noticed, someone asked. Yep. He did not go, I am standing on the uh, sitting on the bench right now because I am in protest of police brutality. It took two games before yeah. people realized yeah. what was going on. I think Jamel Hill said it best. She mm -hmm. said that and he made a personal decision. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily a movement he was making for everybody. No. Okay. He wanted yeah. to, this is what he felt that. right for. And, so, yeah. and when people make those steps, they come out and they announce it. Here's what's going on. Here's yeah. what I'm thinking. Here's how I'm going to go. Right. So that's what happened with him. Okay. He is he's clearly not a... Uh, someone who likes to speak very much or a leader um, yeah. and he is clearly not a civil leader I yeah. think he's a fine bass, uh, football player okay. um, and so as time went on I think that the world put him in this uncomfortable situation where he was expected to then change who he was based off of a personal decision that he made. I make plenty of personal decisions that I keep quiet about, yep. mm -hmm. and someone will call me on them and then I have to go and defend them, but that doesn't mean that I wanted to lead in that direction. So let me say that. Yeah. Um, so I have a question about that, go ahead. And yeah, so he, he, that was, a, and I'll use the example of Rosa Parks, right? We all talk a lot about her and yep. her place in history. Yep. She made a personal decision she did not go on in front of a whole bunch of mics and say, I have decided that no more will I sit on the back of a bus. This was tired, too. She was just like, yeah, she got on the bus one day, made a personal decision, and it. then no, did it, not it, it, say it's anything. Yeah. And did not say anything. Yeah, she was thrust into the, there were other people who spoke for him. Yeah. It's not different between football, but I'm saying people get thrust into positions yeah. based on making personal decisions. Okay. And then people have an expectation of them that is unreasonable. Um, wow. And unfortunately for Colin Kaepernick, he did not have a Martin Luther King who Correct. could and, come and jump I'm, in. I'm guilty of that also because I felt like he should have he should have so, spoken up more. But so I agree with what you said. People get thrust in positions. I agree with that with Rosa Parks. I don't agree with that with Colin Kaepernick because he did it during a football game. NFL is the number one TV show on five different mm -hmm. networks. If you do something like that during the during right. a national anthem and somebody asks you about it, you're going to so, need to, you should have enough sense to know you're going to need to speak on it. Minute. At least clarify your views, no. which he never did. Well, the only issue no. I have that's why I don't. I don't when he, people compare him to Muhammad Ali, it's just a joke. Can you name every player in the league? No, I can't. Why? Because I don't know every player in the league. Because they stay quiet and there's no real reason to take notice of that. No, exactly. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick did not go and make a decision because he wanted people to take notice of him. Colin, he made a decision okay. because he felt uncomfortable standing for a flag okay. which he didn't feel represented. That's what he well. said that. You yeah. said that. Yeah. So if you say and, that, you're going to have to defend that statement. And no, he didn't say that. He didn't come out and say, this is why when I'm doing this. Him. When they asked him later, yeah. okay. right? So someone went over and then he, he stated that. And then 
and we, people seem to forget because they always say it's disrespecting the flag mm-hmm. and our, 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 our military, which mm-hmm. is just crap. Yeah, we could do another podcast yeah. on that. Um, I'll just simply say that people seem to forget that a Green Beret it was the person who we'll created person. the protest. Okay, because they kneeled next. Because he yeah. wanted to make sure that it was done in a respectful way. He talked to one guy and talked to, oh, he was talked still to military the though. Um, um, the other thing I okay. an so player. you put no blame on Cap at all for any of this. Blame? Nah, nothing. No. I, What's I the did, blame for? And at first I did, but okay. I think the reason to that too, and there's there's two reasons here. One, all right. yes, he took a knee, right? But the issue with that is the NFL, and maybe not even the NFL actually. Media, mainstream media, which isn't obviously historically owned by any people of color, chose to key in on that and ask the questions and then turned it into an anthem issue. Okay. If they didn't say anything, and you and I, all three of us, I think, can agree, if they'd have just like, oh, that's weird, he's kneeling, and continued to pan the crowd, no one would have ever even really known. Yep. People in the crowd, in the stands, maybe, but if, you're, if we're going to be honest, we've all been to sporting events. I do not even look at the players. I'm getting a beer. I'm walking around. Okay. I'm taking a piss. If we're More importantly, but so, we're only... Ten to fifteen years into when the national anthem was signed, also, yeah, it was signed, yeah. the military right. signed. They actually give the NFL money. Yeah, yeah they actually yeah. gave. Right. And 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 it's a sign of patriotism for some. Well, that's how they um, took baseball as number one sport. The and you know, yeah. that is yeah. fine. Yeah. It was yeah. a great yeah. marketing strategy. Yeah. Great business, right? But I'm not required. Look at look another good example. Look at um, Team USA, Team USA, the Dream Team. Uh, how big a deal is the fact that some of those players? were not willing to stand up for the uniforms because they all had their own uniform contracts and they all wanted to wear their own shoes and they weren't allowed to. So they put they put towels. They put right. It was right. silent. Right. People knew what was going on. Nobody asked about it. Nobody made a big deal about it. That was a shoot deal. And it wasn't it was it was because it was a corporate thing and it wasn't a racial powder keg. Right. So it got it got it got by a lot quieter, right? Um, I, I just think that people decided to, to key in on this and make it something that it wasn't. I, okay. I half say, the people you talk to about sorry, half the people you talk to about this still think that it's an issue about him protesting America and and the military okay. and the flag because that's what they've heard. That. Okay. And that's what they've heard. You know, ignorance is bliss, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, but they really don't know what he's protesting and why and how and all that kind of stuff. That's basically his fault because he hasn't clarified it, but okay. Yeah, what, 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 what i is he didn't, ask, he didn't tell the world to go and follow me. He said, I'm making this decision for me. Which he can okay. do. He doesn't uh, need to okay. I don't think there was, uh, I don't want to say blame, but yeah. I mean, do I think he's a regular man, no matter right. how he slices. So did he, did he do things I wouldn't have done? 100%. Okay. Sure. The, the pig socks and the stuff. Yeah. Now, would I wear them? Yes, but I'm not in public. I'm not in right. public eye. And I'd wear it here with y'all. It's Don't a little different Fidel situation. Castro, Fidel Miami. Castro yeah. can be easily misconstrued. Yeah. There's many situations like that I probably wouldn't have wanted. Misconstrued? Fidel Castro in Miami? That, Once the spotlight sensitive. was on me, yeah, I get that's it. That's but, but okay. I mean, but let's be honest. We're, we're I don't know, if you're listening to the show, we're all black men. Yep. Um, if I came in here wearing a, an American flag shirt, that's could be misconstrued too because of how America's done black men historically. Well, that, that's actually a crime. Well, also true. But man, but we'll manufacture them all the time. Yeah. Right. We'd have to get into that in a different one. So, I mean, I get Flag the Fidel Castro thing and, you know what I mean? Obviously, him being a dictator, et cetera. But, you know, it's not like every American president, many, you know, slaves with the White House and yeah. Washington owned dummy slaves at the time. Dummy meaning a lot. I'm yeah. from the Bay Area. Sorry. Um, so, I mean, I get it. But to, to the point, yeah, I would have, if it was me, I'd have spoke out because I'd have wanted my thing properly portrayed and I wouldn't even talk to the media I'd have done it on Twitter because now you have your own avenue to 
I say exactly what you want. If this is me, yeah. that's his following Twitter. But go ahead. I mean, I, but yeah, I mean, he I doesn't know. have to do any of that. Is the point? That's yeah, just, if I, I, I agree. There, that's how I would have done it. Okay. But he I, has to do none of this. He I, gets to do what he wants. Go I agree with you. I agree with everything you just said. I think I would have handled it differently. I don't think I would have been any more vocal than him. I'm not the, the vocal. I'm not a vocal leader. But right. And, um, and so I would have made a. Per, if I made a personal decision, and I've made plenty in my life yep. that have gone unnoticed, I don't even, people wouldn't know that I don't eat Papa John's pizza and have not Correct. for over a decade. Chick-fil-A. Or Chick-fil-A or, or whatever, Walmart, yeah. until they come and say, oh, you wanna go to Chick-fil-A? No, I don't go there. Um, but I didn't go and make an announcement to everybody, you walk into the house, just know, these are the things that I don't eat, I, blah, 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 blah. People make, I'm not in the public eye, so right. there would be an Abby Molly thing. Yeah. Right. But yeah, but the point being is that people should have the right to make personal oh, decisions mm -hmm. and oh, act on them without being 100%. told that they're wrong for He's them not, not going in running, running it up a flagpole. And that's why I said so I, would Jason, do, I would have done it differently. If yeah. it was me, but that's me, he did, I think he did exactly what he should have done to a degree. He, felt, he did me what too. he thought was right. Okay, me point, too. point blank. Okay. All right. So I believe we have disagreement. Well, we have one disagreement because I think part of the reason he's out the league is because of him and his not lack to evolve as a quarterback. But also, and that's he, fair. Um, people compare to Muhammad Ali, which is which I hate because Muhammad Ali didn't hide when confronted by his critics. He answered all of his critics. Okay. Um, part of the reasons Cap message is misconstrued is because Cap, because he's protected. People just can't criticize him for anything. He put the NFL players in controversy and he said nothing. But but he can't do any wrong in his supporters' eyes. I believe he should have said something if he's going to, you know, build his brand like this. But he's, but he didn't. So I agree with Josh Norman, Norman's comments that he needs to he needs to talk because but the you're, players pretty much you're, fight this you're fight presenting for him. a loud mouth and you use the example of Muhammad Ali, who is one of the greatest of all time, but also a loud mouth who wanted to hear himself speak. And you're saying that the only way that Kaepernick can do it right. Is to emulate. No, I'm not saying the only way to do it right. No, I'm not saying that. I don't know the right way to do it. I'm just saying he should have spoke. I don't clarify. think anyone does. I think that he important. should have clarified his views, which he did not do. That's on him. I'm not blaming anybody well, else for that. Think, Why did he, he did. owe you clarification on his views? He also did clarify them. He said, "I'm not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses That's black people and people of color." That's exactly what he said. So people say it's not about the flag. Wait a minute. He mentions the flag in what he said. Yeah. He protested during the national anthem. If you don't want people to talk about the national anthem, don't protest during the national was, anthem. Didn't you just say that there was no clarification, and then you read his clarification? That's not it. No, I want no. If he ta if everybody's talking about what? everything's being misconstrued, then how come he didn't come out and say, "This is my view." I think he did. Is he though. protest? Did he say he's he protesting said, the military? He said the flag. I understand that. Did he say he's I'm protesting about the, flag. the military? He, people talking about it's not about the flag. He mentioned the flag. No. That's what he said. He starts. That's you, what he said. You are, you, you are intentionally misconstruing. No, I'm not. This are his comments word for word. And I agree with his look, comments. Look, okay. Let, let, let me continue. Okay. I don't blame Cap for taking Nike, Nike's money, but it's funny that he mentions oppression when Nike just fired an executive for discrimination against blacks and women, and they have pending discrimination lawsuits. Yeah, but they also, I mean, but they also oppress women and children in other countries and sweatshops. So I'm just saying, of, I'm just saying. I don't know. It's, Wait, uh, just say it's a business decision and you're trying to build your own brand. I do. Just say that. I'm sorry. Because that, I'll, I'll say you that. Can't, it's Jason, not about police Jason, brutality. You cannot say that because Colin Kaepernick yeah. made a personal decision and did not want to announce it to anybody that he now needs to become a moral leader and do everything, but you're, you're getting mad. You, you say, I think it's funny that he took Mikey's money because all the things that they do. He wanted to make a decision based on what he wanted to do, based on what he wanted to feel. He did not want anyone else's opinion on it. 
People asked because he they wanted how to hear you know? his opinion on it. You don't know that. He it, doesn't talk. How do you know exactly how I feel he does not talk? Because he didn't talk. <laughs> people who want to people who want to have their opinion Everybody's heard talking people who want to have their opinion heard talk. Muhammad Ali, talk. Josh Norman, talks. If you want your opinion to be heard, just as you and I do right now, yep. we talk. Okay, that, that, I, that I agree with. That I do agree with. But still, he should have clarified his point. That's just my. I think I'm not clear. saying he has to do more. I'm not saying he has to go on. I think it's this clear. show, that show, that show, that show. I, I think it's clear. I'm saying he should have just clarified his and point. I, and I, I, I would have loved to have seen what this injury, this, this issue meant to you if he wasn't a 49er quarterback. I think it's clear. Oh, I wouldn't care. I don't care now. Yeah, we know. But I, I think mean, I think it was clear. Everybody who wants to know what he's doing knows what, what he's, he's doing. doing. And I think that's the people decide that they don't want to. And everybody and he's not talking. And even the people that decide really know they just decide that they don't they don't want to deal with this issue. To me, yeah. like what the guy in the White House did, I'm not calling him the, the P word because he's yeah, 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 yeah. but uh, excuse me, but he smartly to change the police system, because now one thing I do agree with you on, football has nothing to do with police. Yeah. So it's gonna be hard to change one a system that started after slavery during Reconstruction. By he kneeling on a football field. I mean, so he's just bringing attention to it. He wasn't even trying to bring attention to it. I mean, that's what, that's that is what he said. Though. That's what he said? Though. No, later on, he was trying to bring attention after it was thrust on him. When he sat two games on a bench without telling anyone yeah, anything, okay. Okay, then what's he the wasn't. Game? Well, how does kneeling I stop police brutality? It's a knee game. I don't he think he wasn't trying to oh, have an ending. That's what I'm saying. He made a personal decision. He made a personal decision. Oh, he wasn't okay. trying to make it. He wasn't trying to start okay. a movement. Okay, yeah. I get your point. Right. Okay, okay, I get your point. All right. Now, and okay. I think so. Actually, Brian, right? Because I'm taking it further, saying basically, like there was my thought is there was no way that that was going to change that. No. But what I do think was like other people who don't want to deal with that easily made it about the flag and the anthem to shift it towards patriotism and completely yeah. disregard. The fact that and that's when you had to start talking. People were affected by. But that's when you should talk. So to clarify your point, to get the narrative back on control, he let other people he hijack his narrative. Take it. I wasn't his that. narrative. He I didn't speak. That. If you have a narrative, you start off with yeah. this is my point of view. His narrative started when he said, "I will refuse to stand for." No, that was when he was attacked. I think it's great. I think that's when he was attacked, and then he had to. He was trying to personally. I believe not saying nothing hurt him more than saying something. I think you both. But yeah, I mean, I think we could do this forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think this is actually going to be really entertaining, uh, a really entertaining content here. But yep. so yeah, that's our first podcast. Um, I think that was uh, a great first show. Um, the goal is to have you know many more. Um, again, I'm Glenn Boyd. I'm your your host, your moderator, um, Jason Cooper, Brian Mori. Um, do you guys have any parting words for the people? Thanks for tuning in. Yep, yeah, it was fun. Hopefully, Thank you enjoyed. Always it. a pleasure. Um, love to the, to my family. My friends, um, and uh, we appreciate. Oh, maybe you should say we're all cousins, so they don't think we hate uh, each other. Yeah, <laughs> far from no, true. Yeah, this is this is family here. So uh, we just been talking about this. We have a group chat we keep, and we've talked about this for a lot of times. And kind of wanted to get it out there, and, and also just start a conversation also amongst our people to get their thoughts. Um, not saying that we're going to agree. Not saying we're going to even respond, honestly. Especially me, because y'all know it's not my job. But um, I just wanted to. We want to do this because it would be fun to do, and it's um, you know first week in the football, and it's what we do. So uh, we thank you all, and um, that's that's it for that first episode. Y'all take care. On. God bless you. Good night. Holla.